things are going to look a little bit different this morning. Rather than um, a, a sermon that you would normally hear in this space, we're going to read only scripture. There's going to be no commentary at all. Um, we're just going to read verses from the Bible, and I want to just speak briefly on our inspiration for that. Uh, Ronnie Smith was once on staff at Austin Stone Community Church. It's where Jeremy and Nicole were before starting Providence Road. And so think prior to 2010, they worked together at the Austin Stone. And Ronnie was a gifted communicator, a gifted preacher. Uh, he was known for that, but also he was specifically known for this sermon that he preached. And what it is, is really uh, the history of redemption is a storyline of the Bible told in a set amount of verses that Ronnie memorized. Uh, he had no notes. It was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, he was a very brilliant man. Put these verses together, and he memorized them, and he recited it. I think he did it over and over. You can find this sermon online in different places if you want to go look at it. But he recited all these verses. And so what we're going to do this morning is, is to honor him. We're going to read uh, three different people are going to read the first few sections from the Old Testament. We're going to sing a song to break that up, and then a couple other people are going to uh, read verses from the New Testament. Back about the time that uh, Jeremy and Nicole planted Providence Road, uh, Ronnie and his wife, was it Anita? Anita, yes. And their son, Hosea, moved to Libya. Um, he was obviously passionate about seeing people who were far from God come close to God. And so their family moved to Libya, and tragically, in 2013, while he was jogging, uh, Ronnie was gunned down and killed in 2013. And so, in part, this is, uh, you know, reading the story of redemption is, is God's great story of his love for us coming down, redeeming us. It's just a beautiful story. But also tied up with this, we want to honor Ronnie and his legacy, his passion to make the gospel known to the farthest and the darkest places of the earth. And we want to carry that forward. And so as we read through this this morning, think of both of those things. Think of both um, the urgency and the necessity for us to be uh, gospel missionaries where we are, wherever we are, whether that's in Libya or down the street here in Norman. Um, but also just remember the history of redemption, how God has redeemed us as a people and what that means for our lives. And so I'm going to pray for us. And then the rest of this is just going to be uh, straight readings from the scriptures. So bow your heads with me. God, we are so thankful that you have spoken to us in your word. And you have spoken to us in a way that both communicates who you are uh, and your, your deep, deep love for us. And that while we were sinners, while we were far from you, while we were enemies with you, you made a way for us to be known uh, by you and reconciled to you. And so as we sit under your word this morning, and only your word, only readings from your word. May we be changed by it. May we, we be uh, reformed by it. May, may we be sharpened and changed more into the image of Jesus. We love you, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and every, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever." Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and he who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven, and number the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Abraham fathered Isaac, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent, you, sent before you Moses and Aaron and Miriam. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths and lied to him with their tongues. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. 
and the land was polluted with their blood. He gave them into the hands of the nations so that those who hated them ruled over them. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their, sin, their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. He looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they, and they did not do so. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a, ju a king to judge us like all the nations. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. But the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but there shall be a king over us that we also may be like all the nations, that, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. The Lord said to me in the days of King Josiah, Have you seen what she did, that faithless one, Israel? How she went up on every high hill and under every green tree and there played the whore. And I thought, after she has done all this, she will return to me. But she did not return. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Because she took her whoredom lightly, she polluted the land, committing adultery with stone and tree. My people inquire of a piece of wood, and their walking staff gives them oracles. For a spirit of whoredom has led them astray, and they have left their, their God to play the whore. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God, for the spirit of whoredom is within them, and they, do, and they know not the Lord. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. No one does good. Not even one. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouths are full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And their paths are ruin and misery and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God 
and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new start and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generations. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. This has concluded our readings from the Old Testament. Take a moment and reflect and marvel at what we have just heard. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to me, or no one comes to the Father except through me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. The thief comes only to steal, steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. 
whoever has the son of life, <coughs> whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For God, who said, let the light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in, in the beloved. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all, that those who might live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and by your blood, you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. You will be hated for, by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you revile, when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Indeed, 
all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing so when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour, he does not know. And he will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. And in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then I saw heaven open to behold a white horse, the one sitting on it called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death the lake of fire, 
And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. But then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory, with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Church, will you pray with me? Well, Father God, as we reflect on your word, and as we reflect on the story and history of redemption that we see play on the wor- in the word, God, let that lead us to worship. God, as we reflect and we think about how from the beginning of time, your plan was to redeem your people to yourself. That even through sin, even through the garden, even through us choosing our own way instead of you, you are faithful. You are faithful to save us. God, let us reflect on that. God, as we enter 2024, let let that be on our hearts and our minds. And God, let that be a fuel for how we live our lives that we would live our lives on mission, declaring this truth to people who don't know you. Father, we praise you and we thank you. We thank you for your word. It's in your name. Amen.